Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News and stuff is next. Well, I had to do it sooner or later. Started taking down all this Christmas stuff. We put things up on Christmas Day, so a little behind. Uh, gee, there's one of the presents that I didn't open. This used to be such a big deal when I, when I was little. What has happened to me? Reflecting back on Christmas, you're still enjoying whatever gift you got. Any day of the year, the best gift came from God. This gift came in the form of a baby born in Bethlehem in the manger in Luke 2-7. Despite his humble birth, the child's arrival was proclaimed by an angel who declared, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And following this incredible news, a heavenly host appeared, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. You know, I think the best gifts I've ever given to others is sharing Jesus Christ with them. Introducing them to Jesus? God oh, doesn't get any better than that. I would encourage you to enjoy giving gifts to your loved ones, but never lose sight of the reason for that giving. The spectacular favor that Almighty God gave on His creation, it was crystallized in the gift of His own Son to save us from our sin. We give because He gave. May we worship Him in gratitude this year. Father, thank you for Jesus. That is indeed the greatest gift of all. What in the world is going on? Texas Senator Ted Cruz has endorsed Donald Trump for president, called for the country to unify behind the Republican frontrunner. I'm proud to endorse Donald Trump for president of the United States, Cruz said. I look forward to supporting him enthusiastically. Cruz, who fiercely battled Trump, if you remember, in 2016's election primaries, argued that the results of the Iowa caucuses showed that there's only one viable Republican nominee. So with all of that, boy, things so positive, well, maybe a couple of uh, conservative voices, former Tennessee Representative Harold Ford Jr. and former New York State Senator David Carlucci. So a couple of things you better be on the lookout for. As clarity is increasing here at the top of the ticket, they say the real prize is winning in November. How optimistic are we? They say the Democrats have five major things going for them. If it sounds obvious, it is. Getting out the vote is paramount. As others have said in the past, the world is ruled by those who show up. Realistically, only a portion of the Republicans and their neighbors will actually take time to go vote for whatever reason. Democrats have overwhelming advantage because they lean heavily on unions, public employee unions, labor unions, and they also figured out how to funnel mass amounts of money to nonprofits, many of them ostensibly nonpartisan. They're, they're tricky. How about enthusiasm? It's long been said that enthusiasm wins elections, and it's still true, and Democrats believe they can lean on abortion and democracy to fire people up. The formula worked in 2022 when Republicans expected a big red wave. Democrats used ballot initiatives such as abortion rights and the legalization of marijuana to draw non-traditional voters, and it does work. It'll make you a little nervous here. Media presence. 
Speaking of the media, the left-leaning loonies, there's no doubt the traditional media continues to buoy up all Democratic candidates and their issues while demonizing Republicans, conservatives, Christians. The propaganda is overwhelming if you know what's really going on. Yeah, I guess. How about the promises? There's a structural advantage when one party gets to play Santa Claus with other people's money, and nobody does it better than the, Demo the Democrats and others. To be like Grinch, that's you. Responsible spending will never be popular as giving away stuff. When the core of your belief is all the problems can be solved by giving government more money, the biggest spender always wins. Few people have ever been bigger spenders than that squatter in the White House. And from the heart, it's not good enough to just be right on certain issues. The most successful candidates when it comes to politics are the ones who speak from the heart explaining why they believe what they believe. Democrats have traditionally convinced voters that because they are willing to spend more, they care more about you. Republican and conservative success will come when candidates get better at emphasizing that voters can spend their money more efficiently, effectively, than the government can. You do that with a great deal of sincerity and authenticity. The big saying in politics... When you're explaining, you are losing. Republicans are really good at talking about labor participation rates, unemployment rates, technical data, how Iranians are funding the Houthis, and on and on, but less important than showing people that you care enough to make their lives better. Something that the conservatives, the Republicans, better do better in the days ahead. Well... We never expected this. Tesla drivers all around Chicago waited hours to charge their cars in frigid temperatures, with some needing their vehicles towed due to a dead battery. Other drivers were led by their vehicles to a charging station that was completely inoperable. Are you kidding me? Electric vehicles lined up at a charging station in Evergreen Park, Illinois, where some of the charging stations, they just didn't work, while others reportedly took more than double the typical time for a charge. I've been here five hours at this point, said one. I still haven't gotten to charge my car. A charge that should take 45 minutes, at least two hours now? That same driver said he saw at least 10 cars being towed out. ABC's Channel 7 reported from another Chicago area, a Tesla charging station in Oak Brook. Approximately 20 Teslas were dead and stranded there at the station. Ah, oh, those very expensive... The future electric vehicles. Bah humbug. What do you think's going on here? I'm going to be speaking at the prophecy conferences for Southwest Radio Church around the country, starting, by the way, in Tampa. I can't wait to get there in a few weeks. But anyway, my message basically has to do with this demonic thing and how this is all going to increase at the end times, and it is. I think this is a part of it. Question might be, what happened on the grassy knoll of Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas? The assassination of Kennedy. Does a mysterious beast glide through the waters of Loch Ness? Is there life on other planets? So now I guess it's only natural that Congress is now probing whether the government, our government, is covering up evidence about UFOs. It's a big news story. Some of the leads around the country today. The timing for this type of congressional inquest into the mystery is only right 
Suspicions abound, they say, about the origins of the pandemic and the conspiracies about the safety of vaccines. Couple that with skepticism about the left-leaning loonies, the veracity of election returns, and the government in general. So it's not a stretch for people. And now lawmakers are seeking more answers about unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, or as we know them, UFOs. We're not alone in the universe. Read my book, Invisible War on the Saints. Get it at InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. Find out our thoughts on UFOs. Yeah, we're getting there toward the end, as you and I know it. Some of our lawmakers want to know what out of this world is going on. Let's do a couple of minutes of living in today's world. So it's the world today. It's a cry of emptiness, and you hear it from the deepest ghetto to the largest mansions in the world. The same echo of a meaningless life reverberates at the downtown bar and out there at the country club. There are senior citizens, there are middle-aged men and women, teenagers with equally hollow hearts today for which no medical prescription ever existed. The Samaritan woman at the well symbolizes millions throughout the history of the world who have used their very best efforts to satisfy the yearning for love and completion in life until a person tastes the love of Almighty God. This sense of emptiness cannot be permanently satisfied ever. You were created to honor and glorify God. That's a key. No other act of adoration toward the opposite sex any worldly position, any work, any money can bring a sense of long-term pleasure and purpose in this life. I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. It's no wonder, then, that when Jesus offered the Samaritan woman a drink that would, well, quench her thirst forever, she eagerly agreed, wouldn't you? Salvation's promise includes more than the elimination of guilt in life. Receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior means he indwells every believer's spirit in order to express his love to us and, and certainly through us. If we're willing to acknowledge Christ's death and ask forgiveness for our sins, which put him on the cross, we're able to experience the permanent overflow of God's love filling our emptiness in life. The believer who feels hollow today must honestly confess any sin harbored in that heart. Wrongdoing, idolatry, that blocks fellowship with the Father. But repentance breaks that dam. The only fulfillment for an empty life is God's freely offered love. Our prayers today, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Do it today. What else is happening? The U.S. launched new strikes against the Houthi targets in Yemen. Those strikes, the third round since last week, targeted Houthi militants who were preparing to launch missiles at both commercial and U.S. Navy ships in the Red Sea. We continue to say it, just like those demonized individuals in Gaza, blow them off the face of the earth. Well, after he tried unsuccessfully to delay the whole thing, President Trump was in attendance Tuesday for his civil defamation trial brought by E. Jean Carroll, who alleged Trump raped her in her department store in the 1990s, and I don't know. 
In business news, who decides this stuff? After 15 years of airline consolidation, the spirit of competition seems to be dead. It's certainly not up in the air. A federal judge ruled yesterday that JetBlue cannot, cannot acquire Spirit Airlines, marking the end of a deal that would have shaken up the airline industry. The judge, William Young, sided with the Justice Department, which opposed the merger, saying it would harm customers by eliminating a low-cost travel option. Well, who's to say? Oh, of course, the government. They know it all, don't they? Happened for the first time, since 2010 anyway, Samsung does not sit atop the global smartphone shipment rankings anymore. Apple topped the South Korean tech giant in 2023 with 234 million mobile shipments. Burger King, the owner, Restaurant Brands International, said it's buying the fast food chain's biggest franchisees for $1 billion and going to spend another $500 million to overhaul hundreds of their locations around the country. Well, you know, I wonder oftentimes, how does God do these things and why sometimes? One gal, her name Tara Cobble, wanted to know more about the Bible. She wasn't really getting anywhere. And so uh, she started a program herself in 2019. What? That's only five years ago, where she would do Bible reading a few minutes a day, started a, a podcast, and the thing was very successful. A pastor originally helped her through portions of scripture she didn't understand, and well, now this podcast has, get this, 330 million downloads. Just a person who says, I think I want to do something, and I'm hoping a few people might tune into the 330 million downloads. I'm always amazed at the things God does if we get out of the way. Oh, it's it's Tara Cobble and the, the Bible recap if you want to download. Oh, your new year's resolution was to lose that weight. Well, that's been true for decades now. And they say that the, some of the new drugs out there, it's just it's so simple. Take the drugs and the fat just falls right off of you. One of the most popular ones is Osemptic, but now others are looking at that thing saying, whoa, wait a minute. You know, Osemptic was originally approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for treatment of type 2 diabetes, but the medication has increasingly been prescribed off-brand for weight loss, along with several other similar medications. It's a big deal. Uh, folks such as Oprah Winfrey and others said, boy, this thing is great. It's impacting our lives. We're losing weight. Some people are adamant about using this thing. Others are adamant that, oh, there's things you do not know. Sharon Osborne being one, saying that she vomited all the time and felt nauseous when she took Osemptic. So just a little word to the wise, I think. So some of you long for the old days. This was on my Facebook page. Church, yeah, our church. It used to be everyone came to the choir. Now it's the praise team. I like the praise team. People used to feel free to testify of the good things of God, giving their testimony about salvation. Not anymore, they say. No, that's not a part of our plans. People used to be faithful to church. I mean, every service. Sunday morning if they had it, Sunday night, Wednesday night, other services. Now it's just Sunday morning. Now there's something to that. People would pack the altar for prayer and cry out to God. Now, nobody at the altar? 
What about you preachers? They say preachers used to read and study and pray about every message in today. A little bit of the internet, a little study is how to deliver someone else's message. That's the theme. And church music was a part of the worship experience. Now they say it's just so loud and has become the focal point. Church used to pray for God to send them a pastor. Now it's a beauty contest. We know him, and he would fit in very nicely with what we have here, caring less if even they meet a biblical qualification. Church used to have the Holy Ghost leading the services. Now we have emotions leading the church. We need to seek out the old paths, some suggest, and walk in those ways again. Church, we need to be Christ-centered and following the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. I think I'm in agreement with some of this. Yeah, God needs to be in the center of the church. And you know, I've made this comment many times, not only in my church, but uh, churches around the country in our revival meetings. The Holy Spirit, he's not there at all. Doesn't need to be there at all. And if that's true, things would go on as usual. Now that's sad. We've gotten kind of worldly in a lot of ways. Something to pray about. And finally, who said that really? Life is an echo. Really, I've heard that before. Well, what you send out comes back, now that I've heard. What you sow, you reap. What you give, you get. What you see in others exists in you. Zig Ziglar. He was a goodie, wasn't he? I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. Oh, this is a good one. Funny thing about getting older, you seniors, you'll like this. Your eyesight starts getting weaker, but your ability to see through people gets a whole lot better. And finally, some real common sense. A friendly reminder, wearing a mask while alone in your car is only helpful if you stole that car. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Life 101, next. You've arrived. This is Hello World. You knew that already, didn't you? Hello World. News, information, and comment every day at this time. Thank you for being here. Tell others. Join me on Facebook. I didn't see your name there today. That's Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. We need your support. We need you listening. We need your prayers and financial support. Thank you. Well, I was thinking about something today that was well, actually, disturbing. Have you ever been horrified at some of the questions that come into your mind? Let me ask you this. Are you sure you're saved today? Have you ever doubted your salvation? Actions in your life, thought processes say, really, a Christian shouldn't act or think like this. I wonder if I'm really saved. You privately worry, hey, if I'm a believer, how could I even think about these kinds of things? Penelope Spokes is a writer who has a book called Faith, The Substance of Things Unseen, and, and she really gets to the heart of our experience in all of this. We do have a problem with doubt in our lives. Everybody does. We doubt ourselves. We doubt our capacity for faith. We doubt our ability to follow sometimes, even the quality and the strength of our love in this old world. We wonder if we've made the right choice to put ourselves at risk in the first place. What have I done? Have you ever asked a question like that? And we doubt God. Yes, we do. 
We aren't sure whether the divine plan is such a good idea or not. I've shared many times that I was so excited when I first got saved. I was ready to launch out, get out there, and lead maple trees and hound dogs to the Lord. This was so good. Everybody needs to be saved. And then after a while of this new walk with God, the wheels seemed to be falling off. Everything I had confidence in for 27 years, it was gone, and I wondered, Did I make a big mistake here? I've told many people, maybe you've heard me say this, in your church, there are times I wanted to go back to the old life because I was very comfortable with that one and things worked. And now, well, nothing was working. That was then. Doubting God, yep. Now, we don't say these things, really. I just did, but most people don't. It's heresy, isn't it? I mean, to question Almighty God, you're not questioning God, are you? We play out scenes like this. We are good little Christian people. We plaster on that smile and and murmuring, Yes, Lord, I trust you. My life verse should be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I've said it to so many people, and do I really believe that? in the world is going on. Yes, Lord, I do trust you. When all the while our mind screams out, I don't think I trust you, God. As if God didn't know what we really feel. I said this many times. I wonder if God's up there wringing his hands saying, I never expected that to happen. What? Give me a break here now. God knows everything. You can be truthful with God today. You're not going to shock God. Your God is big enough to handle all of your fears and your anger and your questions and those doubts. He certainly is. God is merciful with those who doubt him, for they are the ones who are seeking him. The wounds of love are held out before you. Look at his hands and feet. My friend, I would encourage you today to uh, let your heart be open to God and your spirit to be unafraid today. Come, touch the hands that bled for you today. Embrace those doubts, my friend, and and have your faith renewed to God. He's ready today. Are you? This is so very, very important. Are you giving your testimony? You need to get that message out there frequently. The Lord needs no more people in the secret service branch of his army. Get out there and share your testimony today, my Christian friend. You don't have one? You're not saved? Well, let's do that today. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ask God today to forgive you of your sins. Invite Jesus Christ into your life today. It's a great way to live. It's a better way to die. Heaven awaits. If you've never been saved, I would encourage you today to do just that, my friend. So as we wrap things up today, did it uh, for the first time. Did my taxes yesterday. I tell you, I'm excited. A lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I don't know why people make such a big deal out of this. I got to tell you, my wife is going to be so excited. We're getting $225,000 back. (laughs) And finally, what's wrong with this senior citizen's prayer? God, grant me the senility to forget the people I never liked anyway, (laughs) and the good fortune to run into those that I really do. 
and give me the eyesight so I can tell the difference. <laughs> That's the prayer of senility. Oh, I know. Hey, thanks so much for being here on Hello World every day at this time. Continue to tell people about the broadcast. You're doing a great job, and so many of you are joining us on Facebook. I'm looking for you, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E, and wherever you're listening around the country, around the world, thank you so much for being with Hello World every day at this time. I am blessed. And that's it. I'm praying for you, and so many of you need it. I certainly need it. Well, that's the way it is for Wednesday, January 17, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.